Thank you for downloading this episode of our podcast. Hi, and welcome to the podcast for Solomon Staircase Masonic Lodge number 357, where we talk about all things related with Freemasonry, including hermetic teachings, philosophy, reason, spirituality, and much more. We're located in Buena Park, Southern California. Tune in as we continue to update our podcast with informative talks and articles for Masons worldwide and those who would like to inquire within. The following article is from the August 1992 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry, Southern Jurisdiction, USA, and is called What is Masonry and Why I am a Mason? Benito Juarez, President of Mexico, 1858 to 1872, submitted by Ernesto T. Fuentes, 32nd degree. Before I submit this humble work, I would like to ask my worshipful master and the lodge their benevolence to consider it and excuse any error produced by my limited ability. However, I tried my best to comply with your request, and I would say that Masonry has several definitions. The Apprentice Catechism defines it as beautiful system of morality pursued by an association of honest, freeborn, and reputable men seeking the improvement of humankind. It is a moral system enclosing principles and creeds of worthy and honorable men with high standards and goodwill, men who respect mankind and progress. Freemasonry is not a religion itself, but a union of all religions that embraces everyone, regardless of his race or creed. While etymologically the English word masonry means the erection of brick structures, Masonic buildings are not material, but moral constructions made by Masons through the exercise of their principles. This is, for me, the nearest meaning of masonry. Therefore, I am a Mason because of its fascinating motto, Liberty, Equality, and Fraternity. I am a Mason because Masonry practices philanthropy, which was my personal goal even before becoming a Mason, of which I am satisfied. I am a Mason because being one is to be a friend of the poor and the unfortunate, of those who suffer, who weep, and are afflicted by injustice. I am a Mason because Masons disregarding races, creeds, and opinions practice tolerance and charity. I am a Mason because we fight hypocrisy and fanaticism, because we respect the rights of others and pursue peace. So this article, we'll read the editor's note, Benito Juarez is a full-blooded Indian, was one of Mexico's most outstanding leaders, admired by Abraham Lincoln for his leadership of Mexico's battle against the French imperialism in the mid-19th century. Juarez headed the liberal government of the Republic of Mexico from 1858 to his death in 1872. Juarez was Grand Master of the National Grand Lodge of Mexico, which was formed in 1825 by the Union of Five Other Lodges. And then another note on here, Ernesto Fuentes translated this passage from the writings of Benito Juarez, originally from Bolivia. He is now the editor of a new Spanish-language Masonic publication, De Mason a Mason, meaning Mason to Mason. He is also a member of Albert Pike Lodge No. 33, District of Columbia, and the SR Bodies of Alexandria, Virginia. This next article is from the June 2001 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry, Southern Jurisdiction, and it's called How My Father Made Me a Mason by Bruce G. Chabot, Chabot, not sure about the pronunciation there, 32nd degree. As good fathers continue to teach their sons to be good men, we will always have good Masons. This being June, the month when we celebrate Father's Day, I would like to share with you, my Masonic brethren, these thoughts. My father, Wilfred Bill Shabbat made me a Mason. 
Now, he has never belonged to any Masonic Lodge, but he made me the kind of person who would want to associate with other men of goodwill, and he did this through his lifelong way of teaching me, by example, and without even trying, to live by the principles shared among good men. It is an example from which I still learn every day, though I am an adult and my parents are retired. By his example, my dad gave me the values that Masons share in common. By having friends of various nationalities, he taught me to consider all men my brothers, regardless of their race or ethnicity. By being active in scouting, he taught me to cherish its devotions to God and country and to the service of one's neighbor. By working for the defense industry, he taught me patriotism. All of these lessons predisposed me to cherish the values held dear by Masons and to know that I would find a place of belonging in the Masonic Lodge. By getting up every day and working to support the family with, of course, the aid and equal contribution of my mother, but that's an article for Mother's Day, he taught me how men should act responsibly. By working with his hands, he taught me to admire the work of craftsmen. By belonging to the Better Business Bureau as a small business owner, he taught me to be honest in business and to expect the same from others. By loving, respecting, and being dedicated to my mother, he taught me the importance of a stable and nurturing family life. All of these are ideals cherished by Masons. We learn them from an admirable man in our life. These ideals enable the interior notion of fraternity to take root in our hearts, which is why we seek out a Mason and ask how we can then join the fraternity. Finally, my father taught me to enjoy reading and to try and understand and benefit from what I read. This provided the path to my career, which, as a clergyman and teacher, has always centered around learning, and it led me directly to the Masonic fraternity. In following his example, I began to read manly poetry, such as that of Rudyard Kipling, Brother Kipling's writing got me interested in masonry by giving me a good impression of the craft so that I knew I would be welcome, even before I ever met anyone who was a mason. My dad is not perfect, of course, and neither am I. That is another thing he taught me, humility. He taught me not to take excessive pride in my accomplishments, but to strive to imitate the excellence of good men around me. In writing this article, I am not seeking self-aggrandizement, but rather to pay tribute to the institution of fatherhood for the good of our order, which it is founded, as is family life, on the passing of wisdom and goals from one generation to the next, from the instructive tongue to the attentive ear. My father is not a mason and never has been one, but by being a good man and teaching me to be the best man I can be, he made me a mason. So brethren, I salute all dads and hope you will join me in honoring them. I congratulate those of you who were initiated, passed, raised, or otherwise instructed by your own fathers. As good fathers continue to teach their sons to be good men, we will always have good Masons. So welcome to another episode of Why I Became a Mason. So this first one we're going to share is from the October 1991 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry, Southern Jurisdiction, USA, and is written by Dr. Clem H. Dozer, 32nd degree, Senior Minister, St. Paul's United Methodist Church. When I received the Scottish Rite Journal each month, I quickly turned to the section called Why I Became a Mason. I always enjoy this story immensely because it reminds me of the reasons why I became a Mason. Now I would like to share with you my own story of why I became a Mason. I grew up with eight brothers and sisters on a farm in southeastern Ohio. My father was a veteran of World War I and worked as a sharecropper. Though I had always heard about the Masons when I was young, I never knew too much about them. Most of what I had heard suggested that Masons were a secret organization, and to this statement was usually attached some negative connotations, although always from a non-Mason. After graduating from high school, I enrolled in United Wellesley College in Allentown, Pennsylvania to prepare for the ministry. 
During the next four years of college, I would from time to time notice Masonic rings on many important and respected men I met, yet I still did not know what the Masonic degrees were all about. After college, I enrolled in United Theological Seminary in Ohio. I was now married and had three children. Therefore, I had only been able to save enough money to pay for my first semester at the seminary. Near the end of that first semester, one of my sons contracted a rare virus and had to be hospitalized for two weeks. Unfortunately, we did not have any health insurance. I made arrangements with the hospital to pay off the bill a little at a time, but the financial drain left me no way of paying my school bills. I only had one choice, drop out of the seminary. I began to look for full-time work and was about to accept a job in a local factory when I received a letter from the dean of the seminary asking me to meet him in his office. I arrived at the dean's office hoping that there was nothing wrong with my classes or my grades. The dean inquired about the sickness that had befallen my child and I told him the story. Then he looked at me and said, Clem, I have something to tell you. Your seminary bill has been paid for the next year. You don't owe this school anything. I was in a state of shock. I could not believe what I was hearing. I asked him how this could possibly happen to me. I was just a poor country boy trying to be a minister and nothing like this had ever happened to me. The dean said, some masons from the area have paid your bill. If you want to thank anyone, just thank a mason. I ran home as soon as I could to share the good news with my wife. From that day forward, no one dared say anything negative about the Masons in my presence. I decided then and there to become a Mason and immediately set out to discover how. I found that answer in Medford, Wisconsin in the first church I ministered after completing my seminary studies. I am now a 32nd degree Scottish Rite Mason and proud of it. I wear my Masonic belt buckle and ring with pride. The only reason I am in the ministry today is because of the love and compassion of Masonic Lodges and the Eastern Star Chapters in the state of Ohio. Not a day goes by that I do not stop and thank Almighty God for the work of Masons. And the following is from the May 1992 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry, Southern Jurisdiction, USA. Why I Became a Mason by Jesse C. Canale, 33rd degree, San Diego, California. In 1945, I was stationed on Okinawa with the 1st Marine Division. I noticed a fellow soldier, Sergeant Gray, reading a small pamphlet every chance he got. One day I asked him what was so interesting. He went into his sea bag and pulled out another small book saying, Read it, Canale. It might do you some good. I read the Masonic Manual as much as I could in Okinawa and later in China. Even on my way home in 1946, I still had the book with me. After the war, I returned to being an officer in the San Diego Police Department. My new partner was a Mason. He and I talked about Masonry a great deal. One day I asked him, how do you become a Mason? He gave me an application. I signed up on the spot, joining Blackmer Lodge No. 442. A police officer's life is less than routine, and it was difficult for me to attend Lodge on a regular basis, but I did participate every chance I got and made hundreds of new friends. In 1960, I was transferred to a new position that allowed me to become more active in the Lodge. I attended most of the meetings and worked as a coach with candidates on Saturdays. The friendship and fellowship I gained through my years in Masonry have changed my life. I've become a much better person since my eyes were open to Freemasonry, and I owe it all to Sergeant Gray and his manual. So to mix it up a little bit, this next one is from a website called The Educator, which is a Masonic website. And the article is Why I Became a Mason by Right Worshipful Brother Chris Reed, District Deputy Grand Master, 2015-2016 Prince Edward District, Grand Republic of Canada, I think that would be. 
I was sitting in lodge one night watching two brothers, candidates, receiving the junior warden's lecture. I took a close look at both of them. Their mannerisms were so different to each other. One was very interested in everything going on around him and in every word spoken. The other was very indifferent to what was happening and seemed to be a bit bored with it all. That started me thinking, what reasons lead men to Freemasonry? There are probably as many varied reasons why each of us chose to join our craft as there are brothers among us. Many of us would share some common ground, such as having family members who were Masons, or knowing friends, or having met people in our community whose conduct inspired us to seek further light. While some may have wondered about the significance of the square encompasses, curious to learn about the so-called mysterious side of Masonry, particularly today, when one has so much information available. I must confess that although I am extremely proud to be a part of this fraternity, I sometimes have difficulty responding when asked why I am a Freemason. I feel my answer, although important to me, may not be convincing enough to persuade someone to join our fraternity. It is of great concern to me that my answer does not cause someone to turn away from Masonry. I do not want my answer to sound like a sales pitch promoting a product. However, on the other hand, I want it to be genuine and enthusiastic enough to spark some interest and promote further interest in conversation with the person asking the question. Questions to the candidate in the first degree suggest that he is expected to have a favorable opinion preconceived of the institution. What does Masonry do to provide these grounds for an opinion, either favorable or unfavorable? Do we as Masons ever attempt to foster good opinion in the community? A few months ago, I visited a lodge and was pleasantly surprised and very interested to learn that the master had approached three of the lodge members to give a talk on what had prompted them to join Masonry. Two of the brethren were longtime members of the lodge, while the third was a newly raised brother who in fact would later that evening very ably prove his proficiency. The first brother, an accomplished speaker, rose and approached the lectern, removed his well-prepared speech from his jacket, and gave a very interesting talk with a few humorous stories as to why and how he had chosen to join. When he had finished and was returning to his seat, I remember thinking, well done, such an enjoyable presentation. It was nice to hear someone else's perspective, and many points were similar to my own experience. He seemed to have covered all the points. What more could the next brother have to offer? I was relieved that I was not the next to speak. Just then, the master called on the newly raised brother. He did not go to the lectern, but instead approached the east, remained on the level, and turned to address the lodge. I noticed that he did not have a prepared speech. He started a bit nervously, but with a little humor, stating that he did not know what to say as the previous brother had stolen his speech. He then soon gained everyone's attention as he made the following remarks, which I will attempt to convey to you. He began by saying that he had known very little of Freemasonry, but he had learned that Masonry accepts good men and makes them better. His next remark will probably stay with me forever. He said sincerely, I believe I am a good man, but would like to become a better man, so I thought I would like to be a Freemason. I cannot imagine a better reason to seek out the light in Masonry. He went on to explain the steps he took to enable him to join and his appreciation of the brethren who had assisted him thus far. He then turned to address the Worshipful Master and requested him to meet him on the level. Reaching out his hand to the Worshipful Master, he remarked how pleased he was that Masonry would accept him, and even though he was newly admitted, how impressed he was that this experienced brother, who had risen to become the Master of the Lodge, would still meet him as an equal. This reinforced in me that actions speak louder than words. As this brother returned to his seat, I remember thinking, I would not want to be the brother who was to speak next. Masonry does have a different meaning for each of us, but for all of us, it includes the practice of morality. Brethren, so often we struggle to solve a problem when the solution is right in front of us. 
My wife often remarks to me, don't overthink it, just do it. We do not need to explain masonry, just live our lives by the principles it teaches us and masonry will explain itself. If we strive to fulfill all the teachings and values that recur so frequently in our ritual, we will come closer to achieving that state of perfection of an ideal mason, outlined in the final charge of the installation ceremony. It is by this example that a non-mason may obtain a favorable opinion of our order. A brother whom I held in high regard in his wisdom told me that Freemasonry takes care of itself and that people will find what they seek in it. At the time, this seemed a peculiar answer to me. However, in time, I understood. I truly have to say he was right. If you only seek a ring, you will only have one. If you seek knowledge and truth, you will have a path that will guide you on a journey for the rest of your life. Though we all come for different reasons, we will find what we seek. The first lecture given to our candidate from the Mentors Program informs him the basic principles of Freemasonry include brotherly love, relief, and truth. That is to say, we strive to be friendly, kind, and secure in all our dealings with others. In Masonry, you will find men of goodwill and high ideals, men who believe in the existence of a supreme being, and, in addition, men who try to live in a spirit of universal brotherhood. In general terms, a Masonic Lodge is a place where we can all work together looking towards a brighter tomorrow, or, as we have all heard on many occasions from the general charge, to be happy ourselves and to communicate that happiness to others. Brethren, as I drove home that evening happy that I had attended Lodge, I knew from that moment forward if anyone should inquire of me why I had chosen to become a Freemason, my reply would be, because I believed myself to be a good man who wanted to become a better man. As our Grand Master, Most Worshipful Brother John C. Green said, Brethren, never be afraid to display the pride you have of being a Mason to those around you in your daily path of life. So, dear brothers, at this last official visit of my term, I thank you all for your support and let you know I love you all, my brothers. I will now ask you one last question. Why did you become a Mason? And then there's a comment. To those who read this paper, be they Freemasons or not, I believe the message is extremely clear. Why would we not want to be in the company of men who have the same ambitions as ourselves and are not only willing to share the journey with us, but provide assistance along the way? Have a wonderful day and God bless. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a comment. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. If you really like what you heard, share this podcast with your friends and lodge members. Visit us online at solomonstaircase.org.